You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This show is brought to you by BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off that next order. On today's show, we have a World Series. It's time to preview it. And so I want to talk about this World Series in general because it seems like a really good matchup. I mean, these are the two best teams in the sport. I mean, the two best teams in the sport go at it, and they've been the best team in the sport all year long. So when I look at this, I think it's pretty clear who Kansas City should be rooting for, and you should be rooting for the Tampa Bay Rays because they are playing a fun style of baseball. They seem like a team of destiny. I mean, it really reminds you of that 2015 run where there's no superstar in that lineup, but they all pick each other up. They all play fantastic. One through nine, they can beat you. Randy Randy is turning into some cult hero the same way that Kendrys Morales was just so incredible in 2015. Obviously, Randy's being you know a better hitter than, than Kendrys was back then, but still, no, he was your your big time bat. Randy's their big time bat. They're playing phenomenal defense, which is keeping them in games and is and is really winning them games. Same way in 2015. The pitching staff is really good. Bullpen's really good. Same way in 2015. Small market team. And again, the team of destiny thing. I mean, they could have lost to the Yankees in round one. Took them to game five. They almost blew a a, a 3-0 lead over the Astros. Won it in game seven. And now they're in the World Series. It was not a conventional path. It was not a path that you would expect a top seed to take. But it's the one that they took, and it got them to the World Series. And it sure reminds me so much of 2015 Kansas City, where it just seems like at every turn of adversity, they punch back, they answer it, and this team is on their way to a World Series. And so you look at tonight's matchup uh, in Game 1, got Tyler Glass now going up against Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw uh, has a chance here to really redefine his narrative. I mean, you go game one, so you're going to have an off day uh, Wednesday for game two, an off day Thursday just in general. You're not going to pitch game three for Friday, and then you're going to be off again on, on Saturday for game four. And then you can really return for game five if, if if the series is in doubt or save yourself for game six or seven. And if you get to pitch twice in the series as Clayton Kershaw and you find a way to win both your starts, that can that can really start to shake the narrative of he's an awful postseason pitcher. But until then, uh, he will still be an awful postseason pitcher. I mean, he, he shrinks in the postseason. Will he do that tonight against Tampa Bay? And the Rays will go with Tyler Glasnow tonight, a young stud, Tyler Glasnow. Blake Snell, Wednesday, and then they have the off day before they go, I'm sure, to Charlie Morton uh, at the third spot, and then they'll do it all over again. So for this matchup, I really like Tampa Bay with their pitching staff. And this is really strength versus strength, I think. I mean, I think that the the strength of Tampa Bay is their pitching staff, top to bottom, starters and relievers. And the strength of L.A. 
is their lineup and their lineup can kill you in so many different ways. And they have so many bats on the bench that they can use. They are just deadly at the plate. And so who's going to win out? Do you take pitching or do you take hitting? And the old adage is that, that pitching wins in the postseason. And so I give the edge, the pitching there, the managers are no question. I mean, no question. Tampa Bay has the best manager in baseball. They're the best manager of the series. Dave Roberts is an awful manager. I'd put him like bottom five in baseball. He is that bad. Um, so I got the race with the managers. I got the race with the pitching staff. And I've got the Dodgers with the lineup. And so if you win two of three, I think you win the series. I think it's that simple. You win two of three, you win the series. If you want to do momentum, if you want to do intangibles, um, both these teams come in riding a high. Um, Tampa Bay uh, gets a scare from Houston, shakes it off, uh, and wins game seven. L.A., wins their game seven in dramatic fashion. They not only have the go-ahead home run from Cody Bellinger, which separated his shoulder on the celebration, but they also have the fact that they came back from down three games to one in the previous series, riding a bit of a high there as well. So the momentum seems to be pretty even right now for both these teams. And then it comes back to the three original points of pitching, hitting, and managing. I got the managers for Tampa Bay, the pitchers for Tampa Bay, and the hitting for LA. And that's kind of where this series boils down to. I mean, I just feel like L.A. is the team, right? I mean, defensively, Mookie Betts was incredible defensively last series, but I still take Tampa Bay top to bottom defensively. Around the diamond, I take Tampa Bay defensively. So where is L.A. going to have the advantage besides the hitting? And look, the hitting advantage is strong. I mean, the hitting advantage top to bottom is much, much better on paper than Tampa Bay. But as we know, hitting is pretty fickle, especially when you go up against a tough staff like Tampa Bay. And we saw the, the Braves series play out the same way I thought it would. I mean, the Braves used their top pitchers games one through three. They got ahead. They dominated. And then whenever they started using their terrible pitchers, as there's no off days and things like that, use terrible pitchers and, and, the, and the Dodgers lineup tees off. Tampa Bay is not going to throw terrible pitchers. They don't have terrible pitchers to throw. And I will say one other thing. Um, as the, the Rays got to Texas last night for this neutral site World Series, they did something that is very reminiscent of Kansas City. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar because Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off that next order. They have six brand new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond Chris, Bilt Bars are so good. You can use them pre-workout. You can use them post-workout. And you can even use them as a meal replacement. They are that filling. They are that good. Trust me, I use them all the time. Bilt Bars are phenomenal. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And the best part is, if you've tried other protein bars, you know about that bad aftertaste, that chalkiness left in your mouth. Built Bars has none of that because of that 100% real chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They are phenomenal. So get your hands on some Built Bars today. Built Bars are great for the health conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. You're going to want to get yourself on some Built Bars and go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get 20% off your next order. That is promo code LOCKEDON. Get 20% off your next order. There's a free cooler with every purchase while supplies last. 
And so we're back on the Lockdown Royals podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Now, as of right now, the World Series roster is not out yet, at least not officially. But some people were taking to Instagram last night as Tampa Bay strolled into Arlington and, and got into uh, Globe Life Field for batting practice and got ready to take on the Dodgers in the World Series in this neutral site, quote-unquote, bubble environment. And Wander Franco, baseball's top prospect, number one prospect in all of baseball, has not made his Major League debut yet. Wander Franco was at Arlington. He was in Globe Life Park. He had a World Series jersey. Now, this could mean nothing. I mean, we've seen Kansas City have their prospects around Kauffman Stadium and in the dugout for the World Series before, whenever they weren't on the roster. They were just hanging out. They were just being around the team and getting to experience that as well to kind of give them a taste of the big leagues, give them a taste of, of, of what they're trying to achieve. And we'll see when the roster comes out. But it could also mean that Tampa Bay is pulling at Kansas City and putting Wanda Franco on the World Series roster to make his MLB debut in the World Series the same way the artist formerly known as Raul Mondesi did. So that would be interesting to follow, to follow along. And I did want to talk about also just kind of where the sports are at right now. And I think that, you know, both sides of the aisle in the sense of, you know, diehard baseball fans and, and casual baseball fans and, and non-baseball fans, they're kind of so defensive over their side that they're on. Look, it's clear baseball has lost its stronghold in America. It is clear that at best, at best, it is the third most popular sport, a distant third, at best. And that was never more evident than what happened on Sunday. Joe Buck, the prize of Fox Sports, their go-to guy. I mean, look at his schedule this week. Look how much they're using him this week. They used him Sunday for Bucks and Packers. They used him Monday for Chiefs and Bills. They're using him tonight for the World Series, tomorrow for the World Series. Whenever the World Series has an off day on Thursday, Joe Buck is going to the NFL game on Thursday night, the, uh, the uh, Giants and the Eagles, and then he's coming back to finish up the World Series. It is clear, though, where baseball ranks, both for TV executives and for Joe Buck. Look, if Fox cared about their rights to the World Series or the rights to the NLDS or NLCS or whatever, if they cared about any of that, they're putting their top guy on the, on the broadcast. But the thing is, Fox viewed Tampa Bay Bucks and the Green Bay Packers in a terrible regular season game in October you know, not even in the playoff stretch, in October. And I know that every NFL game means something, unlike baseball, but still, it's October. You could use one of your B-list NFL play-by-play guys for that game. I get it. It's Tom Brady. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers. But still, they put Joe Buck there instead of Game 7 in LCS. And, and I'm sure Joe Buck was fine with that because he understands that there's more eyeballs and there's more attention on the NFL game. And that's how sad that this has gotten. That's how that's how, how, how much the disparity between the two sports are right now. That's how wide it is. But make no mistake about it. The, the TV executives, if they wanted Joe Buck at baseball, he'd be at baseball. Joe Buck's cachet and his wishes only get you so far. Because a lot of that is, is tied to your TV contracts with each sport. 
And they're showing the NFL right now, they will do whatever it takes to get their best guy and their best product, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, on as many games as possible, even if, even if it means that not only is Joe Buck going to miss Game 7, a decisive game to decide who goes to the World Series of the NLCS with the Dodgers and Braves, two powerhouse baseball organizations going at it. He's not only going to miss that, but instead that game will be called by the Dodgers home TV announcer. And he did a fantastic job. Joe Davis did a fantastic job. And he was not biased at all. He was phenomenal, in fact. And 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 I honestly, given what, what Fox just did on Sunday, I honestly can see after the World Series is over, Joe Buck stepping away from baseball entirely. You can tell he doesn't love baseball as much as he, as he, as he once did. You can tell that that's kind of an afterthought for both him and Fox. And I could see Joe Davis being your next Joe Buck. Joe Davis being the guy on the call for all the big Fox MLB games. I could see that happening without question. As early as after this World Series. As early as next postseason. I could totally see that happening. So I'm not saying that Joe Davis did a bad job. But the fact of the matter is, Fox and Joe Buck picked an October football game over a Game 7. And that's just got to sting a little bit for baseball and its fans. I mean, that's how little that they think of the most important game of the season. To that point, that was the most important game of the season. And again, it's not like you've got Rays Royals in Game 7, where, yeah, it's a Game 7, but not only does baseball lose popularity, it also uh, is two small market teams with two small fan bases. No, you got you got Dodgers-Braves. you got two of the biggest fan bases there are. Probably the two biggest fan bases in the NL, I would imagine. Because of how... how Huge of a market hold Atlanta has nationally. I mean, maybe the Cubs are up there, so the Braves, but still. And you just treat it as an afterthought. I mean, that was your second-tier programming. A little disappointing from Fox. And again, I don't put that on Joe Buck, because Joe Buck can say he'd prefer to go to Tampa Bay. That doesn't really matter. The the, the Fox guys, the, the Fox executives would send him where they view the money is and where they want the best product to be. They want to put in front of the NFL, look, we will do whatever it takes to give you the best product we can. And they did that. But it kind of just shows the disparity between the two sports. And as a baseball fan, that has to sting a little bit, and it does sting a little bit for myself. But again, I, I could see Joe Buck stepping away at this point from his baseball duties. And, and it takes a lot to do that, right? Because you only get the you only get the Super Bowl every three years. I mean, he, he of course got the Chiefs Super Bowl last year, so CBS will have it this year, and then NBC will have it, and then Fox will have it again uh, in in two years. So you only get it every third year. So to step away from an event that happens every single year, a huge event that you're the voice of, and, and you really put your stamp on a city's rallying cry, a city's championship, that, that, that takes a big, big man to, to step away from that. So I'm not sure if he'll actually do it, but you can tell he's kind of fading away from baseball coverage as even now he doesn't do regular season baseball anymore. I mean, he does maybe one or two games a year for the regular season in the summertime with with nothing else going on. It just feels like he's ready to step away from baseball. And Joe Davis would be fantastic. I wasn't doing that as a criticism of Joe Davis. I'm just saying not only was it not Joe Buck, but it was 
one team's home announcer. And he did a great job of, of compartmentalizing that and moving on from that. So I do uh, tip my hat to the job that Joe Davis did. But still, that's just kind of where the sports are at. I thought that was interesting. And if you didn't, well, it's my show. So be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Royals.